0: Hello, welcome to Honestly Truly, your new favorite podcast where we talk honestly and truly about all things geek and fandom. I'm your host, Antonio La Santa, and I am joined today by my lovely co-host, uh, Hannah Ajrami. Hello. Hi, Hannah. Yeah, today uh, we're going to be talking about uh, our first hyperfixations, our first nerdy obsessions, the things that got us into fandom and uh geeky stuff whether that's video games, books, whatever.
1: Mine is mostly books. Mine, mine is, is books.
0: mine is like a weird hodgepodge <laughs> of stuff. Um and yeah, we're going to be talking about uh how we got into all this stuff and then later on we're going to be doing a fun little game a fun, uh, game, a fun game about uh the apocalypse, but we will get into we'll that. We'll explain that later. We'll explain that uh, in a little bit. Um Do you want to talk about what we're drinking today? We're back again at the Mini Worlds Tavern Roastery.
1: Yeah, we're drinking this delicious um, berry-flavored green tea. Um, It's this gorgeous red color, and it tastes kind of like juice, and it's really lovely. It's
0: pretty yummy. Um, But yeah, so uh, shout-out Mini Worlds Tavern once again for letting us uh, record in their roastery. Uh, We love y'all. Go follow them on Uh, Twitter and Instagram and all other socials. Um, I just want to say before we started, thanks everybody who (laughs) listened to the first episode. Uh, The support is fucking awesome. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, We're excited to just like keep doing this.
1: Absolutely. I had so many people reach out and it was really nice because I honestly... Wasn't expecting that many people to (laughs) jump on board. Uh, So thanks so much. And uh, I hope you keep listening because we have a lot uh, set up to to record in the next few weeks. Yeah,
0: we're just, we're having fun. We're having fun. Yeah. Um, Cool. You want to jump in?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: First, hyperfixations. So like before we, before we start, I guess we should like describe what that means for us. Yeah. Like like, when you think about. When you think about your first, like, hyperfixation and obsession, like, what does that look like for you?
1: Um, <laughs> so what I, my sort of criteria for this was, like, stuff that I engaged with outside of the source material, for one thing. So, like, um, we talk about, we read a lot of books when we were kids, and there's stuff that I really, really loved, but just sort of loved reading or experiencing. Um, but also it was stuff that made my mother concerned for my well-being <laughs> because I would literally pull all-nighters um, to be experiencing it uh, like yeah, things that I got banned from yeah. uh, That's counts real. on my list That's yeah real
0: yeah I feel I'm kind of in the same boat because I think about um, especially books like yeah. pulling pulling all-nighters or like getting a book in a day my mom was always like I don't want to buy this for you. I mean, she's <laughs> yeah. like she would be like I almost would be willing to sit here in the store and let <laughs> you read it because I know like by the time we get home or by the time the sun comes yeah. up the next day like I'll have already finished exactly. it. She's like I don't want to we're spending all this money, but um but yeah, I'm kind of in the same thing of like these hyperfixations or me going outside of just the material I was consuming it in and kind of Making my own worlds with them whether that was fan fiction or just like imagination I feel like that was like that's what constitutes constituted that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. So Do you we this wasn't like a top five or anything? This was just like we just put stuff together Yeah, so I don't know how you want to
1: I don't know Do we want to start with the thing I have the most to say about or the least? (laughs) um (laughs) Let's start with the least. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would say probably the least is a series of unfortunate events Mm. Um, so these were yeah so good Uh, these were written by Daniel Hadler but he used the pen name Lemony Snicket when he was publishing which was something that I really took for granted I feel like when I was reading these books as a kid but it helps with the immersion so much uh, because Lemony Snicket is a character like is a figure in the books as well Um, and this was like one of the first times that I remember going on like internet forums because of like all of these secrets like secret societies and all these little clues like the the things the theories that I had about a sugar bowl wild um and yeah it's it's I think as far as a children's series it's notable in that it let itself be sad um like I've heard from a lot of people online that uh people who were victims of like child abuse child neglect it was like really healing because they just let it be sad but things still ended up like relatively okay you know um Mm -hmm. and like they let the adults be like stupid and useless um and uh i just wanted to mention uh at the beginning of this book series they ran from 1999 to 2006 um yeah there's 13 books total um but people count the epilogue of the last book as 14 yeah. because 13 is unlucky and he wanted to have the Baudelaire's end with luck. Um, but when they begin, Violet, the oldest, is 14, Klaus is 12, and Sunny is an infant. Uh, but that just reminded me of, um, I can't remember which book it's in, but it's when they're in like the mountains and the... It's closer to the end. Yeah, closer yeah. to the end. And Count Olaf's like cabal is is chasing them again and they grab sunny and they're like this stupid baby and that's when she has her i am not a baby yeah. line which is her first full sentence in the entire book series i remember that pivotal moment um but yeah i think it's just it's it was a really cool series um like really interesting uh prose structure and it let things be unanswered you don't get the full story at yeah. the end um and yeah so that's my it's a great one. series it's really good
0: i, I remember like i was also obsessed with it i'm not that not enough to like go on the forums and stuff but um but i really it was like my first my first foray into sort of like that mystery and like it kind of has like a like a crime sort of like anthology to uh tone where it's like kind of like criminal of the week (laughs) like because they're constantly moving from place to guardian to guardian right and and um count Olaf like disguising himself that sort of like that like detective novel type beat to it um so that was like my first exposure to that kind of thing and I was like this is so this is so interesting and cool um, That's and funny. I, I, one of my favorite parts is that, like, Count Olaf has, like, a, an acting troupe, and I think that shit is so funny because it's so obnoxious, and, like, of course he's a criminal, <laughs> and, of course, he's, like, he's, like, not a good actor, but all the adults are so stupid that they literally can't tell that he's in disguise. Yes. I think it's, it's so brilliant, it's, so. It's,
1: it's very good, and I think that the, the recent TV series adaptation is actually a very good one. If yeah. you don't feel like going back to read 13 books, I but you should. It. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, cool. Um... Cool. My uh my first one that I have like I guess the least to talk about is um Soul Eater. Uh it was written by Atsushi Okubo. Um it's like the first shonen that I was like obsessed <laughs> with. It's the first manga that I like ever finished. I like collected all of the um the volumes, like the American volumes. Um and I remember I was just telling you before we came on, like My first exposure to manga was in like third grade, like when Naruto was like coming out and Toonami was like a thing. And I had already, I played a hell of Dragon Ball, like the video games um, with my cousins. So, but Dragon Ball is like, especially like, I don't know. And like the (laughs) black American community, it's just like a thing. Like we just all like Dragon Ball. Like I, I try and try and find like a young black male and like, they watch Dragon Ball. Like we it's just kind of like at, a yeah, yeah, you know? Um but Soul Eater was like the first like obviously like Naruto and like I was into that, but Soul Eater was like the first one where I was like, Oh fuck, like this is cool. And Soul Eater is basically like about these kids who go to this um academy, D W M A Death Weapon Meister Academy. And it's basically about these um these like weapon wielders called Meisters and they have Weapons that are like alive, so like their weapons are people. Um, and the weapons and the meisters are trying to collect a hundred uh souls like demon souls of like bad people, so like criminals, witches, stuff like that. And like, once the weapon eats a hundred souls, they become a death scythe and they get to be wielded by death, who is like the god, who is also like the principal of the school. He's really goofy. (laughs) Um, but I was like. The fact that like the weapon is a person is like the coolest fucking shit ever, and I was obsessed with it. And the characters are really funny and really quirky. Um, if you if you like anime, this is the same person that wrote Fire Force. Um, and at the end of Fire Force, there's like, uh, ooh, this is a yeah. this is a manga spoiler and also a spoiler warning, which we <laughs> once yeah. again forgot to give. Spoilers for. Everything that we're gonna talk about, but um, also
1: everything. Well, at least everything I'm talking about is at least a decade old. Yeah, so like, no, a lot of it. this
0: shit is like you know, quick, uh, quick wiki search or Google search. But um, yeah, Soul Eater was just like I was obsessed with it, and the, it's so stylistic. And I really want them to finish it because the, the the anime didn't finish the whole manga's arc. Yeah, um, but it's it's so good. Are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, <of my> Antonio's
1: <laughs> contact picture in my phone is. His reaction when uh, I told him that Soul Eater was going to get a second season, or are, are they remaking the first season? I'm not sure. Either I was way, trying to but, research the, it. Something but is coming back. Yeah. Maybe we'll post that on the socials yeah. later. Yeah. But
0: oh, the picture. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> anything for the content. <laughs> it's a goofy ass photo of me. Um. But yeah. So that was like the first. That was the first um, manga that I was really really obsessed with amazing. Um, yeah
1: yeah awesome
0: what's what's up next
1: for um me? so this one uh we actually have in common and i know that because it's like a fat was a foundational moment in our friendship which is the guardians of Gahul book series um a plus yeah they they made a movie uh about the first one and a half books ish yeah um but I we read the book series when we were much younger. Uh, did you know there were sixteen books in this series? I Did That's I? That's crazy. I
0: have I think about I think I have like twelve or thirteen. Wow. Of them.
1: I did. I read the original, like the stuff about Soren, mm. which is the first six books. I know there's
0: a lot because I I distinctly. I tracked books like this a lot. I don't know (laughs) if you did, but I distinctly remember when, like, the spine changed. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's, like, a new... They're talking about Yeah, a new thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, These were written by Catherine Lasky, um... 2003 to 2013 which 16 books in 10 years is that's a it's a lot of pretty impressive um, they're
0: thin but that's like a lot
1: yeah uh but essentially this was i guess like a good comp would kind of be warrior cats mm. but it's not really like that um essentially it follows this barn owl <laughs> this barn owl named Soren, uh who gets kicked out of his nest by his evil brother and he is scooped up off the forest floor and taken to St. Agolius Academy for Orphaned Owls, which yeah. they refer to as St. Aggies, um, where they're given like a bunch of weird tasks um, and then they are. All of the orphans that are there are moon blinked, which is like a way to brainwash them. But I was reading the wiki for it this morning uh, f- to prep for this. And I had forgotten so many like fucked up things that happened. It's <laughs> wild. Because I remember the owl with the metal mask and the metal talons because that's yeah. like on the cover yeah. of, I think, the second book. And I was like, that's cool. I yeah. want to read yeah. these. But I forgot that there's these like, so at one point, so Sorin escapes the orphanage um finds the great tree which is where like all of the powerful owls live and uh he finds his younger sister uh emmeline or something like that i I genuinely can't remember. remember uh i didn't write it down but they they there's like a an infiltrator in the great tree and there's these little pieces of metal that will like disorient and like mess up the mind of owls and like the younger sister's best friend is like putting them in her nest so that she'll like go crazy like there were just so many aspects to this that were so crazy um yeah it was just uh a really strange book series that I uh, was really weirdly into. A lot for of children's books are pretty fucked up. Child soldiers. They always child it's soldiers. Always is child really, it's, soldiers. It's, it's, it's always child soldiers.
0: <laughs> it's like even no matter what it is, it's children fighting. Yeah. Usually adults. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah,
1: full on adults committing war crimes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, that's really all I have to say about it. It's it was really cool. I would love it if they made more movies, but.
0: You know the movies directed by Zack Snyder.
1: I did know that. Yeah. That's wild.
0: (laughs) That's wild. Like going from 300 (laughs) and Watchmen to Guardians Guardians of Cahul.
1: It looks good still. Like it holds up. It's it's a song. The Owl CGI is good.
0: The Owl CGI, yeah. Uh, yeah. 2010. Damn. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. My next one is. I mean, I could talk about any of these at length.
1: Go for it. I'll just
0: say Pokemon. Um who I mean <laughs> like you know what Pokemon is, even if you fucking hate Pokemon yeah. you know what Pokemon is. I don't know if I have to like go crazy in depth about it about what Pokemon is, but um, I remember my brother had a game boy uh advance mm. and he was playing yellow he had he well he had blue, red, and yellow, but he was playing yellow, and I remember I got a game boy color, which I lost at some point. Um, but he, he gave me like his cartridge for yellow, like the big, thick square cartridge. And, um, I played it for the first time and I was like, this is my new personality. And I was really obsessed with it, but it's, you know, if you've played any of the original Pokemon games, they're like, not like now, like when you play it now, you're like, fuck, this is taking (laughs) forever. And it's like, holy shit. There's no... Like I know I know people in the Pokemon community fucking hate experience share. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to level up all these Pokemon at the same time. I'm sorry if that's crazy to say, but if I have a team of Pokemon, I'm not trying to like rotate them out for each turn of battle so that they can all get XP. I like the experience share. Um but the first time I like really got into Pokemon was uh was Diamond and Pearl. Those games were like in integral to my uh growth and just like imagination and we talked about this a little on the first episode but i did i would like make these huge (laughs) i would just like draw these huge binders of like fake pokemon games and i would like name them and i would like draw like maps and stuff and i'd be like this pokemon's here and i would like try and copy the art style of the pokemon games um and i don't know just it's just like a it's a timeless formula of yeah. like you're a 12 year old who can walk into anybody's <laughs> house um <laughs> your 12 year old who like has free reign like your mom's just like yeah you can go on an adventure into dangerous climates for um, sure hop on a bike yeah uh which you a bike that you can't you can't ride in any you can't <laughs> run or, or ride a bike in anybody's house um, but you can walk in at any time no doorbells nothing even if they're not home you can just go in but yeah, I don't know, going around and, like, collecting and filling up a Pokedex. And I, I really like Diamond and Pearl because, like, Diamond and Pearl was, like, I think one of the first couple games I played on my DS. And it just, like, uses the full functionality of the DS. Um, and it was, like, really fun to just, like, be able to kind of, like, test out this new console. and um, And just the game is great and the story is great. Um, yeah, I I played Diamond so many times. (laughs) But yeah, Pokemon was like one of my first... I still love Pokemon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon was like kind of inescapable when we were kids anyways. Like I never played any of the games, but like I watched the TV show and the movies. I knew most of like the main Pokemon. Yeah. I mean,
0: Pokemon Go not pokemon go was it was it pokemon go the, the one on the phone yeah. yeah that i literally never played it but that was a crazy <laughs> that time that was a, that like was seeing a summer people, like walking outside and like meeting up at like university campuses and like convention centers and being like i fucking found a bulbasaur
1: pre-covid i've never seen parks that packed like it's
0: wild to think that like an app did that yeah it's a different time now it was crazy pokemon pokemon is pokemon was one of my first obsessions
1: okay so my next one was gonna be really short and then i refreshed my memory on what actually happened and now i have a lot to say about it okay uh so the next one is chronicles of narnia um which i like many kids started reading after i watched the lion the witch and the wardrobe movie um and uh was like and my mom was like, yeah, these are books. And I was like, awesome. I'm gonna read all of them. There's quite um, a few of them too. Unfortunately the Pevensey kids are only in like four yeah. out of the seven. The ones um, they like made the, movies. First, yeah, the first, yeah, the first the Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, they are not in Prince Caspian. That's like I mean they're they not? are, but like not in the, like the um not like in the movie. Mm. Uh because Prince Caspian like kind of starts in the third book, I believe, and they're not in the third book. And they come back in the later editions. But there's seven books um, written by C.S. Lewis from 1950 to 1956. Um, and um, I just want to talk about The Magician's Nephew, which I believe is the fifth book in the series. But it was actually the one that he started writing second after The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Because so many people were getting on him about the lamppost, including his dear friend, Terry Tolkien. <laughs> um, but uh, So this was his explanation for The Lamppost. But in doing this, he sets up so many unresolved <laughs> concepts that uh, truly I was like, that, that did happen. So the magician's nephew, the magician's like actual nephew in the story, his name is Diggory, I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, him and his friend Polly live like they have a connected garden and there he's visiting his uncle. And uh, they're like, he's like, yeah, my uncle's a magician. Let's go look in his attic. But they don't quite make it to his attic. So they stop in his study. And his uncle like forces Polly to grab a ring, which makes her disappear. And then he's like, yeah, I'm a magician. And so I sent her to another world. You should go with her. And here's rings to come back. So he follows her. And this is where they end up in like the forest between worlds. And like every pool of water is like a different world that they can go into.
0: The pools of water.
1: Yeah. Which the implications yeah. wild and they end up in this this world they they jump in because they're children and they just jump in instead of using the ring that takes them home and uh, they end up in this world in this castle that's like completely empty and like dilapidated and they find these statues of all of these rulers and Diggory finds a bell and rings it because he's a child which awakens um jadis which is the queen from the line the witch and wardrobe the evil ice queen and she had caused all of this death and destruction of her home world because she was power hungry and then they woke her back up and she grabbed them as they transported themselves back to london and um she's like super strong and can like rip iron apart with her hands so she like thinks that the uncle is a really bad magician. <laughs> so she's so she like hypnotizes him and is like, you have to get me a chariot. So he gets her a cab and the cab driver's name is Frank. And after like a long police chase where she rips a lamppost out of the ground, they accidentally transport back into the forest with the taxicab, Frank, the two children, Jadis and Diggory's uncle, back to the forest where there's a horse because I think they transformed the taxi into a horse and the horse drinks from a pool which ends up being Narnia and because they were all touching the horse when the horse drank from the pool they all end up in Narnia which has not been created yet it's just like empty space and then Aslan shows up and starts creating things and then Jadis gets scared and runs away because he's Jesus yeah and then Aslan's like Diggory, to make up for bringing this ancient evil to my new world, you have to make it up to me by going up to this mountain and going to this forbidden garden and getting me an apple. He's so obsessed with Catholicism, or Christianity, I guess, in general. So (laughs) he goes to this mountain, and he finds the apple tree, and Jadis is already there, and she's already eaten an apple, and she's immortal, which is why she's so creepy-looking and, like, pale. And she's like, hey, Diggory, I know your mom is sick back in London. You should (laughs) steal an apple. But he's like my mom would be really mad if she knew I stole this. So that's his whole rationale for not stealing an apple. So he doesn't. And then Aslan is like, you were wise. Here's an apple. And then he makes the taxi driver, Frank, the first king of Narnia. So him and his wife are the first rulers of Narnia. Um, And then Diggory goes home uh, and gives his mom the apple and she gets better. And then his uncle's like, Yeah, I'm not going to be a magician anymore. So he gives him the rings, and Diggory buries the rings with the apple core in his backyard. And then one day, and it grows into a big, strong apple tree. And then one day, it gets blown over by a storm, and he, ha- he uses that wood to make the wardrobe. And then, oh, and then the, the lamppost that Jadis yanked out of the ground ends up in Narnia, and she throws it into the ground, and then it plants itself and forms into a fully functional lamppost so this is like a whole a whole thing just to explain (laughs) the lamppost in narnia that was all for the lamppost that was all for the (laughs) lamppost Uh so yeah, Chronicles of Narnia, it's really good. Um and C. S. Lewis is an absolute nightmare. It <laughs> was like a full
0: biblical a complete menace. Myth.
1: <laughs> and I just needed to I just needed to to talk about that because it's See this is and, and this
0: should be a lesson to all nerds that sometimes we don't need to know why the fuck something <laughs> exactly. exists in the world. Like sometimes you just have to be like magic. Yeah. And and maybe a note to authors too. <laughs> Um, maybe the answer sometimes is just <laughs> magic, <laughs> um, because that is ridiculous. It's so. <laughs> that's an Im- it's incredibly roundabout way to get to, and that's why there's a lamp. It's
1: yeah. A child underwent a biblical trial. <laughs>
0: No, that was funny. You were like <laughs> you were like, She's immortal. That's why she's pale <laughs> and that's, decrepit. That's and what that.
1: the book says. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing.
0: Amazing. Okay. Um my next one is which we talked about last time, but my next one is Percy Jackson. Um uh, <laughs> As <laughs> listeners know, I went to a LARP camp for Camp Half Blood that should kind of tell you everything you need to know about how obsessed i was with this am obsessed with but like damn <laughs> i was fucking obsessed with this like this like obviously kickstarted my entire like hyperfixation on greek mythology i probably have like 7 different greek mythology books in my um and my home library but also like it just kind of kickstarted my obsession with mythology in general um percy jackson written by rick reardon um uncle rick. the uncle rick uh he's really doing it for the kids um <laughs> the initial publication uh of percy jackson and the olympians like the original series uh 2005 to 2009 uh lightning thief sea of monsters titan's curse battle of the labyrinth uh the last olympian um that was off the top of my head (laughs) I just I mean I've reread these books so many times they're so good I think Rick Riordan's like understanding of like the children like the the genre of children's books and also like we we kind of have talked about this but like not to bring up uh he who shall not be named but Harry Potter (laughs) um in comparison because Harry Potter was like also one of like yeah. our first obsessions and like okay we have to we have to yeah talk about okay it like, <laughs> we're gonna get out of the way so like obviously harry potter is a big deal jk rowling is a transphobe and is like not a good person just fundamentally but to say that to deny that Harry Potter had an impact right. would be just incorrect, and that we weren't yeah emotionally we were invested all just it. emotionally invested in it. And and the thing is is like people since the first book came out, people have been critiquing it. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, it's just like one of those things where you just get swept up in the fantasy of Hogwarts.
1: Well, kids should be allowed to read bad writing and right. get interested in it. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, and unfortunately, you know, because of the way that she's been acting and the things that she said. This is just one of those times where you just... You really can't separate the right. art from the artist because she has such a chokehold still on her IP. Mm-hmm. It's not like George Lucas who, like, gave his away. Yeah, She still is, like... Everything a contr- is done Yeah, with, she's a contributing factor. Yeah. And she's, like, very much, like, no, this is canon and this isn't. And you can't remove her views and her public behavior from that. No. Um, but I think... In comparison, Percy Jackson and Harry Potter, Rick Riordan just, like, really understood, like, how children grow up. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, neurodivergent children. Like, yeah. he just, he just, he just really understood. And there's things about the book that are, like, very, like, okay, this was written in the early 2000s. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. for sure. But, like, with anything, like, I think it's aged, like, the books have aged really well. Yeah. And, like, the, the growth of, like, even just percy's relationship with annabeth of like yeah they're like fundamental friendship and then like you don't even really like see any like romance between them until like they've gotten older Mm -hmm. and it's like they're like 13 or 14 and you're like oh the characters are actually growing with the book versus harry potter where it's like oh they just grew up and now they're all kind of just sad and they're like, well i mean even there's like there's violence <laughs> and you're like okay
1: there's a war but we don't really see it yeah exactly. um but i mean both books are both series are written in third person but i feel like in percy jackson you do get more of a sense of like how the other characters are thinking and feeling well percy is first person with that interesting yeah <laughs> Well, because no, the, the second, a the second, well, the second series is okay. Maybe the second series yeah. Because they go back and forth, right, right, right. But, like Percy
0: is like all the okay. Well, even more impressive to, then yeah. because
1: you do actually yeah. get more yeah. of an idea of how yeah. other characters are doing.
0: Well, I just, I mean, Percy is like he's a far more interesting point of view than Harry is. He's
1: also just a nicer kid. Yeah, he's a <laughs> lot
0: sweeter. Harry's a little. <laughs> I mean, Harry's an orphan with a lot of trauma, but like still.
1: He's an orphan with a lot of trauma who got a lot of money. Yeah. So
0: he should have got. I mean, he <laughs> didn't go. He didn't go to the underworld to save his parents. So like, <laughs> who is the better hero here? Um, but yeah, Percy Jackson is like. I'm really excited for the show. I'm very excited for yeah. him to write another series about <laughs> Percy going to college. This is what I mean. Like he's just he understands like what I'm like. Yeah, Percy would have to deal with applications. It's kind of crazy that he has to, but like. That's a thing. It's and a thing. Rick just knows his audience, um, which is I mean, he nice. also had a son. Yeah, about the same age as Percy yeah. is. Um, but yeah, Percy Jackson. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about?
1: Yeah. Your <laughs> so, uh, my last one, and this is actually the first one that I thought of, um, is a book series called uh, Pendragon, colon, Journal of an Adventure Through Time and Space*, which I didn't even know it had like a secondary part to the title um but it was written by the author's name is dj McHale, and they were published from 2002 to 2009 and there's 10 books in total in the series um this was like one of the first multi-chapter series that i like kept up with. I feel like I picked up a lot of books, like, at the library or whatever, but if they didn't have, like, the entire series together, I would kind of forget about it. Yeah. Uh, but Pendragon, I, like, really kept up with, and it was the first, the tenth book was the first book I ever pre-ordered. Like, my mom picked me up from school one day in fifth grade and, like, handed me the tenth book, and I was like, ah, yes! Um, because there's, like, um, it's kind of a mystery box book, because so... <laughs> I was trying to to think of how to explain this book series without talking for two hours. Um, so the best summary that I could come up with is the book series follows a teenager. He's 16 years old named Bobby Pendragon as he fights against an extraplanar demon named St. Dane who can shapeshift, who wants to destroy the fabric of the universe called Hala. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that's essentially that's essentially what it is. But um, Hala is made up of 10 territories and they're, they're connected by these things called flumes. Um, And Bobby's uncle is what's called a traveler. And there's travelers from each of the 10 territories who try to, make sure that things remain stable and safe. And the one, the biggest rule is you cannot mix territories. So Mm. like they all have like different cultures and technologies and species and you cannot mix them because that'll like throw everything out of whack. And St. Dane, so every territory has, I mean, they have multiple of them, but there's these turning points in each of their histories. And if you can capitalize on that turning point, like St. Dane wants to do, um, you can like throw off the entire trajectory of the territory and therefore throw off the like stability of Halla. So uh, the main thing I remember about the first book is that Bobby's uncle is explaining all of this to him And he's just picked him up from a basketball game So Bobby is like in his basketball uniform and he just keeps thinking about how hungry he is <laughs> And I was like That's so true actually um, But uh, The the book is written as journals that Bobby is writing and sending oh. back to his friends Uh, his two best friends back on the territory that he's from which is second earth there's three Earths. (laughs) there's first earth second earth and third earth and second earth is like our time um and there are these people called acolytes where they do not travel but they like assist the travelers by like leaving food like territory appropriate clothing and food and maps and stuff like that so his friends become his acolytes and like he will send them his journals through like the planar verse and wow. they like compile them and read them to help him out um but it gets like really dark very quickly um because bobby's uncle dies and like like off page like they don't he doesn't get to see it or anything he's just like told like yeah your uncle's dead <laughs> you're all, you're on your own now in like the third book uh so there's just like a lot of mystery about like what is Halla, who is saint dane like um St. Dane is really interested in Bobby because he's like the current ruler of the universe, but like, it's really, nobody really knows what that means. So it's like really crazy. There's a whole part towards the end of the series where, so first earth is like the past, but Mm -hmm. it's like the, thirties or whatever. And the turning point that St. Dane was to capitalize on is the crashing of the Hindenburg. And but you have to let it happen. Because if you don't, there's like some Nazi guy on board that's going to like develop an atomic bomb in Germany. And like it
0: which would change the course. Which of would
1: history. change the course of yeah. history. So, like one of Bobby's fellow travelers is like, "We can't. We still can't let all these people die." And so Bobby is like convinced to stop the Hindenburg crashing, and then another person has to like stop him, and he like watches the rocket go off That's wild. and watches the Hindenburg crash. It's really crazy. I did not know it was it's, like
0: a time travel. <laughs>
1: it's really crazy. Well,
0: Pin Dragon is. Is that not King Arthur like yeah, related? Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah it's very. I it was way more fantasy.
1: No, I mean there wow. are fantasy elements to it, but um, it's it's really more sci-fi. That's so dope. And Ooh, there's my wow. favorite book is his training montage because he's just like a 16 year old kid from New York, I think. Oh, that's the other crazy thing. So the first book they like traveled to another plane Mm -hmm. and they like save this whole world and at the end bobby's like i'm so happy i could help you but like this is not for me i want to go back to being a teenager and playing basketball and he comes home to realize his entire existence has been erased like his parents his house like everything like no they didn't even go to first earth in the first book it's just like everything everything about him has been erased
0: this is like (laughs) one of the only books that uh hannah and i like (laughs) Didn't both read as children yeah. and she has just successfully um, pitched me i have the first four of these books yeah yeah um but yeah and i didn't know it was sci-fi it's really crazy wow. and then uh
1: there's i think the second book that they go to um he goes to this like desert planet and it's all like really political like this desert planet there's two groups of people there's like the warriors that live like in the desert and they protect like, the city from, like, all of the dangers of the desert and, like, various, like, ra- like rangers and stuff. Yeah. And then there's the people who live in a mountain and they control the water. And so it's, like, this, like, relationship. Oh, but St. Dane is, like, manipulating cool. the people in the mountain to, like, wipe out the people in the desert and, like, starve them of water. St. Dane sounds like a... Page. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, St. Dane has ice blue eyes Whoa. and that's, like, his only mm. defining feature as mm. he shapeshifts. And it's like... Mm. Mm. Okay, we're recording (laughs) this during Black
0: History Month. That's all
1: I would say. Yeah, Um. Um, but yeah, and then and then there's another point uh, later towards the end of the of the series where um, it's really crazy because there are some planes that are past and present versions or past and future versions of old planes, and like he kind of realizes that as he's like there, but he's working with like little to no information in all of these situations, and at one point he. Uh, it's really crazy. It was like a huge reveal. So his best friend is like a genius and his name is Mark Diamond. And this whole time he's been sort of battling off and on these robots called DADOs, Dados, um, which St. Dane will like bring from another plane to try to stop Bobby. And then you realize later that they're, I can't remember what Dados stands for, but it's like the company and the first D stands for Diamond because his best friend invented them. 30 years in the future. It's crazy. crazy. So like, but at one point, he's trying to defend this island city from these dados and he goes to the first plane he ever went to and gets this like um, sticky material like material that um, is essentially like uh, plastic that explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because he's like, oh, well, St. Dane is bringing these dados. So like the territory is already mixed. Like I need to save as many people as I can. But in doing that, he causes like if he just let St. Dane fucking raise this island it like the the territory would have been fine but because he brings this explosive material it like people start looking for how to replicate it and it like completely ruins this territory forever so it's like these really difficult like wartime decisions so on he, this like kid kids yeah um, children's book <laughs> yeah and then and then it ends up like the final book he ends up in like traveler heaven and he like sees his parents and his uncle and like everybody all of the travelers he's met who have died so far and they're like yeah this is where you go this is like what Halla is wow. is like whatever whatever and Saint Dane is trying to like suck all the energy out of it um and there's like this whole cult that gets created third earth becomes a post-apocalyptic society the cult leader um Bobby kills him and that's what ruins the the third earth trajectory because saint dane's like now you're on my level like type of vibe it's so it was like actually pretty incredible
0: multiverse yeah
1: and there's um there's one traveler named Lore who like kicks bobby's ass like regularly and Mm -hmm. she's the one who ends up training him and she's from the desert world i love it yeah (laughs) she's really cool um and they kind of have like a thing at one point but she's like no <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, she's extremely iconic uh and so yeah i'm trying to to remember um i just have a bullet point that says devastating so that's about
0: this is this is it's so interesting because i'm surprised it hasn't been I mean, I'm sure someone has pitched it, but I'm surprised it hasn't been opted
1: for a TV show. Yeah, apparently the 10th book was, like, on a bunch of, like, top 10 lists when it dropped. Um, But, yeah, I remember this was another, like, internet forum thing that I was actually... not so much internet forums because this was, like, 2010. Mm. But, um, like, I would, like, look up, like, interviews with DJ McHale and stuff. Um, And... Yeah, and I remember being, like, getting the 10th book and be like, please don't be disappointing because there's all these questions that you have for the whole series. And it wasn't. It was really good.
0: Great. Um, not like Deathly Hallows.
1: Yeah. Not like Deathly Hallows. That epilogue. I brutal. promise
0: this isn't a, like a Harry Potter rag podcast, but any chance yeah. that we... <laughs> um,
1: but, yeah, uh, I truly, like, I, I think of it so fondly. When my parents moved, they were, like, clearing out their bookshelf. And yeah. um, I actually had given away all of the books except the 10th one when I was like, I don't know, an idiot in high school. I was probably like 15 or 16. And I donated them to my childhood library, Aww, which was sweet. That's but sweet. I would have rather yeah. had them. Yeah, but, my, but my mom bought them again for my little brother because he started getting into them. So we had those copies. And when they moved, my mom was like, okay, like you better come claim this or I'm going to throw them away. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not making that mistake again. I'll take them. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Amazing. I will be checking those out. That's, yeah. I would did not know it was time travel. That's like way more interesting. Like, I mean, would have been interesting, but like that's like way. Planer versus like time travel, wild, amazing. <laughs> um, my last that was your last one. That's my last one. My last one is is Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, coming soon. This was my very first thing. Like, I don't even like. I was like five or six and. <laughs> Um, you know, they used to play Star Wars on TNT, like, all the time. Yeah. And my dad was, like, asleep on the couch, and I was, like, very small. And Empire Strikes Back was on the TV, and he was, like, come here. And I was, like, okay. And then he just, like, kind of, like, put me on his belly, (laughs) and he fell asleep. And I was just, like, (laughs) sitting there, just, like, staring at the screen. And it was, like, instantly. When I saw the, um, the AT, uh, it's, uh, episode five. Okay. with hoth mm-hmm. um as soon as i saw the uh the atats the big mm-hmm. walkers and then luke was like and he was like with the wampa and the the taunta i was like this is the greatest <laughs> fucking thing that has ever been made <laughs> and it is now my entire personality um i've been obsessed with star wars <laughs> We're gonna My do a Star Wars life. episode. Soon. We're gonna do. I'm I'm working more on than, getting up to scratch. We're doing more than <laughs> one Star Wars episode. Hannah's been rewatching stuff, or like watching The Mandalorian for the first time, yeah. and it's so interesting to kind of like watch it with her, or like vicariously through her. And I'm like, damn, I know way too much about this. Shit. I was trying
1: to find it before we started, but Antonio truly sent me the funniest text he's ever sent me, which was what what thing do i have to hyper fixate next in exchange for you getting into star wars <laughs> i was just like
0: we can do a trade like i'll i'll read anything you want me to as long as you watch this shit because it, it's it's truly my entire like it's it's a very big part of my existence yeah. i told i told hannah the other day i was like if there's a pie chart of all of my interest, <laughs> There's another pie chart under it that is 100% Star Wars. (laughs) And you have to peel back the other ones to be like, oh, he's just all Star Wars. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, it's a, it's It's
1: that meme with the astronauts. It's like, it's all Star Wars. It always has (laughs) been. It always has been from
0: behind (laughs) with the gun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's just, I could go. We'll have many podcasts about Star Wars. The Mandalorian is starting March 1st, the season three. But, um, i don't know there's just something about it we talked about this but like harry potter's world building is so strict Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of things that like are immovable um and a part of that is because she still has her like iron grasp on it yeah refuses to let it go um but star wars is like As much as like there's some weird shit, there's a lot of weird shit. (laughs) um, But like George gave it away when he sold it to Disney. It was like, oh, a galaxy far, far away has like always been a galaxy far, far away. So it's like there's so many corners of the Star Wars universe that are untouched. Mm -hmm. And it's so ripe for storytelling and imagination. And I think part of the reason why people like The Mandalorian so much is because it does go back to that sort of like toy box root um which is one of the reasons why we loved Andor is because Andor is getting away from that because Star Wars had kind of become like a toy box but at the end of the day that's still like a big part of the appeal especially for me is like when you're growing up and you like get all the toys from the movies <laughs> and like the expanded universe and all this shit and you're like I'm gonna make my own story and like in this story I don't know Leia is the one who rescues Luke sure and like it's like like the uh the sand <laughs> the sand people have autonomy and they like have a rich culture and they're not murderers and they don't get fucking <laughs> there's not a genocide committed by an angsty teenager in the desert um in my world <laughs> the sand people <laughs> thrive <laughs> um but yeah i mean like so it's like there's an endless possibilities which is Absolutely. just like not necessarily often afforded by other um franchises and i think that's like star wars is timeless um as much as people hate it which is like you know valid because some of it sucks <laughs> but like it's just i think it's timeless and it'll it it you can tell stories in that universe forever absolutely um and andor is like proof of that yeah we love andor love andor
1: no andor slander if you haven't watched it yet what are you doing go watch it right now what are you doing
0: <laughs> like it was it was top of the list for a reason yeah. um but yeah, I think one of the funniest things with you like doing rewatches is me being like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that shit is fucking <laughs> weird.
1: I've I've really been enjoying it, but I mean we'll get into it when we do our Star Wars episode, but um episodes. But um yeah, there's some there's some sticking points for sure. But it is always really interesting because a lot of like the movies will just start in a firefight and they they're not really interested in explaining like who's fighting or like who's here because they're only interested in telling you like this little piece of the story which i think is a successful storytelling uh strategy but it just makes it feel like the universe is so big or the galaxy i guess yeah so big and like so yeah alive just like there's always things happening even if the camera isn't pointed at it
0: and that's that's why things like solo don't really work because mm -hmm. it's like I didn't need to see him do the Kessel Run. Like, the thing, <laughs> the thing about the Kessel Run that's interesting is that he just says it, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" He like must be good at Absolutely. piloting. And then you know, you don't need a whole movie to like understand the beauty of Star Wars is that there's just like a bunch of shit that's just going on all at once. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that was our um, hi- our hyperfixations. I yeah. Mean,
1: it only took us, what, 40 minutes yeah. to talk about <laughs> I mean, this is, like, <laughs>
0: this is the reason we are the way we are. We consume a lot of stuff. A lot and,
1: of stuff that just lives in our heads forever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's, uh, but it's, I mean, the thing, it's it's weird now because, like, when we were younger, like, this shit was not the popular culture yeah it was kind of just like very niche but now it is the popular culture and so i feel like everyone's like oh i'm so <laughs> fucking tired of all this shit and i'm like no you don't understand though <laughs> like, this shit is cool it's just oversaturated you know what i mean like yeah. everyone wants to have a star wars and a pokemon mm-hmm. and a harry potter but it's like i don't know this shit is like fundamental too.
1: it's us. so much fun it's just fun it's just fun it's really fun to talk about it with other people and scroll on Reddit forums.
0: Having an imagination is (laughs)
1: fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a quick break (laughs) and then we're going to come back and play our game.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the point of this game in the interest of all of the post-apocalyptic content that's been coming out over the last few years um, is that we are going to draft our dream team for the... Eventual Apocalypse, but we get five drafts, and there are five categories. So the categories are, like, any apocalypse media, like the traditional stuff, Walking Dead, Station Eleven, Last of Us, stuff like that. Uh, Sci-fi, fantasy, any any animation is our fourth category. So that's pretty broad. And then the last one is just kind of a catch-all, crime, suspense, action, procedural, anything like that. Uh, So we'll go one by one cool category by category uh talking about who we drafted to be on our team to help us survive the apocalypse
0: <laughs> this was a very interesting exercise because i don't know i don't know what you picked we don't know what we don't know yeah, what, what no. each other's lists are um but i was like especially with fantasy i was like i can't I'm trying to avoid picking a necromancer so badly. <laughs> because, like, obviously, not, all media, <laughs> not all Apocalypse You um, mid-maxed your draft. Not all Apocalypse. In fact, I just might have. Um, <laughs>
1: all of my draft picks are personality hires. I was I, I was picking <sighs> this overpowered is, honestly, people. And I was like, they're all so annoying. I could not hang out with them in the That's apocalypse. so funny. Honestly,
0: that might be the... Uh, the wrench in my plans. That might be my Achilles heel is that, like, all of the people I picked would never get along. Um, <laughs> so it would actually be a horrible team. But I'm just thinking about if, like, a fucking zombie monster. Um but we'll see. That was actually I was gonna that was gonna be my suggestion. I was like at the end, we'll see whose team would win in a fight. If they came across (laughs) if they came across each other at an abandoned prison or like some desolate road.
1: All of my whole team is just like unhinged. You never know. You never know. Um, (laughs) Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Um okay so for the first one apocalypse media. Okay. Do you want to go first?
0: No you go first. I go first?
1: Okay. So I actually have multiple choices for all of these categories. So I'm just going to go with what feels right in the moment. And I'm going to pick uh, Miranda Carroll from Station Eleven. Amazing. Yeah. Um, that tracks. Yeah. So uh, Station Eleven, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. What are you doing? I mean, I didn't watch it until like a month ago. But uh, <laughs> you, should, you should watch it. But you should watch it. It's like really, 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 really good. Uh, but Miranda Carroll, um, essentially Station Eleven is based on, a there's a book like, an actual real-world world book, but then in the narrative, there's a comic called Station 11, which is sort of a catalyst for a lot of these groups of people in this apocalypse written by the character of Miranda Carroll. And literally, like, when I got to her story in the TV show, I texted Antonio and I was like, I fuck with her she's very cool but also her like one of her most well-known quotes is i'm at my best when i'm escaping and i feel like if she had not been in the situation that she was in when the apocalypse hit she totally would have survived for sure and also i feel like we'd get along so she's my pick yeah you tell you say yours and then i'll say what my other options were
0: (laughs) okay um my pick for apocalypse the apocalypse category is uh furiosa (laughs)
1: she was also on my list oh really <laughs> yeah. amazing amazing
0: um furiosa uh, furiosa from mad max fury road um if you get the meme i'm proud of you um but no furiosa is like the she's a morton joe's is she actually his daughter i don't remember she's like one of the the daughters i or don't think like she's that. actually his. yeah i don't yeah. think she's actually like his biological but um played by uh uh Charlize, right? yeah Charlize, Charlize theron um she's gonna be played by Anya taylor joy in the furiosa series whenever that you didn't, didn't know, I that? Did not yeah, know that yeah they're making a, a <laughs> furiosa series um and she's gonna Anya taylor joy's playing uh
1: furiosa. that's exciting it's pretty fucking sick yeah um
0: but if you've seen that movie you know that like mad max is like a very like a uh, road punk uh like australian desert like it's like the apocalypse and they all drive these like souped up fucking vehicles uh if you've ever played borderlands borderlands is like heavily inspired by mad max um it's fucking sick that movie is fucking sick the movie's really good um and yeah uh furios is just like a really good character a really like competent competent character um max would definitely be dead if it wasn't for her Hundred percent. um and yeah so that's my apocalypse pick i Very just cool. was like yeah well yeah. i made a list and i was like there's too many men on this list and so then i just switched everything um we love parody in yeah. this house
1: in this podcast yeah uh, my other two choices were glenn from the walking dead because it's Steven Yeun and furious <laughs> So
0: i'm glad i well yeah cool i also had glenn um, from <laughs> Amazing. The walking dead. um and i had uh i didn't want to pick kirsten but i had kirsten yeah,
1: yeah. 11. I
0: she just yeah. survived for a really long time she's so really good with like, knives yeah. i just
1: don't think we would vibe no yeah okay
0: um <laughs> should i go for sci-fi yeah okay sci-fi is the next category this was very difficult because um i had to resist just picking three star wars characters um i was really trying not to put as much magic on here yeah because it just feels like magic just instantly breaks the A apocalypse like, yeah. because then it's like what's you could just do magic exactly. um so my pick is optimus prime um, <laughs> <laughs> um i think
1: <laughs>
0: this is brilliant transportation uh,
1: <laughs> in the <laughs> apocalypse. exactly
0: i put from the transformers franchise owned by hasbro if you didn't know that um First of all, he's the leader of the Autobots, so he can lead, gives really inspiring speeches, which is like necessary in an apocalypse because everyone's morale is really low. Everyone's really depressed. You have to have someone who can like boost the troops to go out and fight zombies or collect food. Um, He's from Cybertron. Uh, He has the ability to transform into a very large semi-truck or pickup truck uh, or van, uh, which is great, but... Um, if we're going off of like, especially the Transformers movies, they can copy any vehicle. (laughs) So whatever you need this man, well, he's not a man, but this, this, uh, this icon can become any vehicle. And as we've seen in the last of us, that is like one of the most, uh, difficult things to come by and he doesn't run on gas (laughs) he doesn't run on gas or electricity i almost put r2d2 and then i was like no droids have to be charged so you'd be fucked um so optimus prime is my pick
1: amazing i also was gonna pick r2d2 but um i don't speak droid so oh, that would have been yeah. a barrier. Um so instead I picked Grogu from The Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> I want you to know, <laughs> listeners, that I knew she was gonna pick this. Not like <laughs> she didn't tell me this, but um I I've just been watching had The Mandalorian theory. like
1: nonstop for two weeks. And um
0: ninety percent of her texts to me about the show are about the baby. About
1: the baby. Cause it's a very unserious show. Um and I well, I mean, even before I watched the TV show, when it dropped, I was like obsessed with the baby. I have I have a baby, a stuffed ba- a plush baby. <laughs> she does, she has uh, a plush baby, baby in my apartment. He wears a hat. It's very cute. Um and uh not only is he adorable, which as you said, morale, it's very important. Um, and it would be a bonding experience for the rest of the group to take care of the child. I also think I would be a much better parent than Dennis and sure. he could use telekinesis so oh, yeah that's very he has useful. a force yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's a good pick yeah. what were your other picks r2d2 my it. other picks were uh, ahsoka oh yeah um because i think she's the most competent jedi for sure um and then predator from the alien predator. <laughs> how are you going to
1: get a predator to work with the rest of your group
0: i don't know i mean they're more sentient they're like more sentient than the aliens yeah, than the xenomorphs yeah. but um yeah optimus prime and grogu
1: optimus prime is very good see and
0: furiosa can drive optimus prime <laughs> like and she's like a like she's good at driving like that's the whole the whole mad max thing i love this amazing I love okay that. fantasy
1: fantasy uh yeah this one was hard because this is like more my genre so i had like a i had a lot of picks yeah it took me a while to narrow it down but it was kind of easier to narrow it down because again everyone is so annoying when they're really <laughs> powerful in a fantasy franchise like i had galadriel on this list and i was like i could not work with galadriel mm, absolutely not. uh it just wouldn't work um so my actual pick is Inej Gaffa from six of crows um which is in the mm. verse um i never read the original series or i read the first book and then it just didn't click so i did, never finished it and i haven't watched the netflix show. yeah
0: that's the shadow and bone show yeah the shadow and bone for show people who don't know,
1: yeah. uh but the same author in the same universe wrote the six of crows duology um where she's a character i think she's, she's in the tv show and she's not supposed to be she, yeah, like she's, in but canon she's like dope as fuck she's so cool she's so, like one cool. Of my favorite characters she's so fucking show. cool um and yeah she um was enslaved uh yikes uh and taken from her nomadic tribe um and when she was uh, when she got her relative freedom um she bought herself a set of knives or she got a set of knives and she names them after her saints and um yeah it's like extremely cool and she's like very like ninja-esque uh but she's still like very like sweet and compassionate and um i feel like would work really well with the group but she's also like an incredible fighter and uh a good survivalist. So that's a really good pick. Yeah.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I really want to steal. But I'm not going to I'm not going to because I have some feelings about the other categories. Um my pick, this one was really hard for me because I was like, for the same reason, I was like, there's so many options. Um I just picked Aragorn yeah because i was like okay i like like i was min maxing my (laughs) um but i was like okay i have like like a like a sharpshooter furioso like a driver got optimus prime and i was like aragorn can track and hunt uh he can avoid he's a team player Yeah, yeah he can sword fight fire an arrow ride a horse um he's a ranger so he's like really good at surviving and like half of half of like the beginning of fellowship is him being like gone and then yeah. he like when he comes in he's like i know every part of this <laughs> land and it's going to shit and it's like he's damn, also numenorian so he's yeah, just like a little he just lives a long yeah. time and i'm just but he like he has a lot of experience in walking which is like mm-hmm. in the apocalypse if you got if you got if you got a motherfucker with you that doesn't like walking it's wraps because we're going to be doing a lot of walking (laughs) so um so yeah and i put i put wheel to the blade that was broken is actually a king (laughs) um so yeah that's my pick uh this one was harder i'm not too like i'm not too like hellbit on aragorn but i yeah didn't really think of well
1: this this category was really hard my my only other pick was elaria sand from the game mm. of thrones books not the not show the, not the- fuck <laughs> what they did to her in the show she's so cool <laughs> um but she's very cool in the books and um again just like i feel like we get along yeah she's she's very like an edge coded real, yeah. she's just That's like right. a mom 100%. <laughs> um uh yeah no because i was like galadriel's very it would be so annoying um
0: I had Gandalf and Kratos. Yeah. Um, would never want to be in the apocalypse no. with Kratos. Uh, that would be miserable. He doesn't like to talk.
1: Well, I was like, Mary and Pippin would be a lot of fun, but you can't trust Pippin to not screw some shit up. They would yeah. fuck everything <laughs> up.
0: Um, and then with Gandalf, I was like, <laughs> I like Gandalf. So cryptic. His whole, like, yeah, he's cryptic, and he's like, we can't interfere in the affairs of men. But, uh, like, yeah. I mean, so I'm just like. Okay, he, he's even, also an angel. So. Yeah,
1: I was even scrolling through like some Dragon Age characters in my head, and I was like, "Yeah, I, yeah, think I don't I want to travel with any of them." Yeah. So these are, yeah. Cool. So. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, and then, okay, the next category is animated. <laughs> what are you laughing for? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go. I, I guess I'll go, first. I'll go first. Um, my pick is Toph Beifong. Amazing. Um, yeah. I'm like, I just she could build us a house yeah she could build us a house of metal and and uh, stone we would never have like a video game platforming issue of like <laughs> oh gotta go around because there's shit in the way she could just clear it um she is like she's blind uh Toff toff from avatar the last airbender if you somehow have never seen avatar the last airbender <laughs> um doing? but Toff is like so her like senses are really heightened because yeah. she has earthbending and she's blind um so there's that like she would be able to like p- the fucking the horde and the last <laughs> of us would never happen to us um and she's like funny and i mean this would probably be before she became a cop so i'd be like you're yeah. you're cool to hang around yeah um so Toph is Toph is my that's pick a good one. For animation
1: yeah so for animation i like pretty- <laughs> i'm trying to decide because i have one that's like useful and one that's really funny. <laughs> animation is hard
0: because I'm like, we animation completely defies the laws of physics. Yeah. Well, so I'm like,
1: and I was having kind of the same issue with a lot of anime characters where I was like, mm. I'm not traveling with Aki from <laughs> Chainsaw Man. <laughs> He's so He's emo, so depressed. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, but I'm also not going to travel with Power. Yeah. Or Denji. No, Should try to kill you. Um. None of, the, none of the JJK people are really gonna like vibe with me. No. Really. Um naruto same story i was like there's no way when
0: well, when you go when you go like cartoon cartoons it's like okay are we gonna drop a piano yeah. on these heads like what is this so
1: <laughs> i'm gonna go with the funny one okay. <laughs> i'm okay. gonna go with the funny one okay. uh this is ginger from chicken Run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Because. <laughs> <laughs> so you have so you have um <laughs> so you have like uh a graphic novel author um a like very competent thief in from like a fantasy world yeah and then you have a baby a a baby and a chicken chicken.
1: (laughs) but this chicken (laughs) well okay so canonically they can like understand english yeah and like communicate yeah and they fucking flew a plane they built and flew a plane out of a chicken yard <laughs> that's impressive that's really impressive um i can't
0: say anything i picked a truck
1: so. <laughs> my other two my like better option is the wolf death god from puss in boots the last wish great no, and, I uh, I don't think it's better. My other like my perfect. competent person is uh Yoruichi from Bleach. Mm. Um who I just think we'd vibe. Like I think we'd really get yeah. On. yeah but uh sure. I was just like I was like I want to I don't want to do like um manga or like like cartoon it's animation. Hard, I was yeah. like I want to do claymation because there's so no, many great. like unhinged yeah. characters yeah. from that genre and I was looking at um, I literally googled movies like over the hedge Mm -hmm. and chicken run came up and i was like chicken run amazing uh and they did they did fabricate a plane that could fly amazing
0: i mean claymation is great if i had to i didn't think about that but if i had to pick one i'd probably pick ash from uh ash from fantastic mr fox oh yeah um i love that movie for sure my other choices for animation i was kind of in the same boat i was like i don't know what to pick Like, I can't pick someone that's just like completely overpowered because, like you said, they would be annoying. But um, I had Miles Morales Mm. uh, because he and I would get along. Yeah. Um, And then I had Princess Bubblegum. Um, I love
1: that. I was, well, she's
0: like a scientist. So I was like, bro, we're getting out of this apocalypse (laughs) instantly. And then my other pick, my unhinged pick, that is just like, it's just like my, (laughs) my, I picked Azula. I was like, because I, you know. (laughs) Like
1: you're gonna have Azula and Toph on the same team? <laughs>
0: it's I mean she's just like you know she is like insane. Yeah, but like I would like to have her.
1: <laughs> I can't say she's not useful. I have
0: a major crush on Azula, so there's like yeah, she conquered Bossing say She
1: conquered Bossing say,
0: and she's like way better at firebending than her brother. Yeah, um, but yeah, cool. So Amazing. okay, now we're on our last category. Yeah. Our kind of um, yeah, it was a kind of it was catch all. you put crime, suspense, action, procedural, and I was like, that's a wide breadth. Yeah, of well, stuff. it was just
1: like anything we haven't really yeah. gotten to. I kind of
0: narrowed in on the like detective crime aspect of mm. it, um, but I'm interested. To well,
1: know. when I came up with this category, I knew what I was going to pick, and that's Lexi Grey from Grey's Anatomy, oh, okay. um, because we need a doctor, and she has <laughs> a <laughs> photographic memory. <laughs> I really thought
0: she was going to pick uh, something else, but keep going. No, just keep going.
1: Interesting. Um, no, that's it. Uh I just knew I wanted a doctor and I watched Grey's Anatomy you know? and I knew who would be the least annoying Ooh. but most useful person to have on my team. <laughs> I don't have a doctor.
0: <laughs> wow. Huh. Hmm. Okay, so what's her name? Like Lexi Gray. Lexi Gray. Yeah. That's her mom. No, she's oh, Meredith's oh. uh
1: half sister that oh. she didn't know existed until she enrolled at the same hospital. It's very dramatic. So crazy. Yeah.
0: That shows you how much I know about <laughs> virtually nothing. Okay, so this one was like hard because I liked all of my picks. Yeah. But I was like what is Okay, so my pick is is Batman. Um, <laughs>
1: I was going to pick Batman. <laughs> Uh, my pick is batman because
0: he's the world's greatest detective uh he can okay all fuck of all
1: his... of that we're gonna ride out the apocalypse in the Batcave. <laughs> yeah no of course of <laughs> course
0: but i'm just saying like you know in keeping with the crime the crime theme um and he's rich yeah. so if nobody like kills him in the in like the onset of the apocalypse by eating the rich um he would be great he has a lot of technology and stuff For sure um, he probably has like very high advanced medical equipment, yeah, that was my sensible pick, but my when you were like crime suspense, I was like, you know who would be fun? <laughs> I don't know if, like they would contribute anything, but if we ever had like a weird apocalypse mystery, mm-hmm. having Benoit Blanc. <laughs> Having been one vlog, it Blanc, would be fun. It would, be be Benoit fun. Benoit it would just be fun to have him on, on your my team. apocalypse team with his little linen yeah, sets. Exactly, that would be great. That so would be yeah, great. that was my. You want to? Okay, so let's run through our teams. Yeah, and we'll see who would win in a fight.
1: Okay, uh, so I have Miranda Carroll, Grogu, Inez Yafa from Six of Crows, uh, Ginger from Chicken Run, and Lexi Gray from Grace Anatomy
0: i have furiosa optimus prime <laughs> aragorn Toph beifong and batman
1: i think you beat me in a fight i think i
0: beat you in a physical but i fight. think
1: but i think my team like has a compound and like is flourishing in the apocalypse well see
0: i feel like my team would fall apart before they get <laughs> into the fight because it's like optimus prime is a leader furiosa is a leader aragorn's a leader batman's a mm-hmm. leader I mean, tough doesn't is, take orders yeah well. so it's like <laughs> like it's cool that they're strong yeah but my shit, they're not working <laughs> together. um so effectively i think that means that hannah won the draft um <clears throat> which is not surprising but i really didn't think about it until we got in this moment where i was like you know what they wouldn't work together hit us
1: up in the apocalypse no, to no, our no. amazing compound uh, where we have medical care and an author and a very very cute baby that won't be not a baby for a couple hundred years if you if you
0: need a truck (laughs) you know who to call autobots yeah we're not very
1: uh transport no
0: so we can if we combine our efforts then we would be yeah
1: for sure no zombies for sure yeah
0: cool amazing that was really fun that was really fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) um cool our last i mean we can you want to end with like what we're watching and
1: Yeah. um, So, like I said, um, I'm working through uh, the curriculum that was given to me to become up to get up to scratch on my Star Wars lore. Uh, So, I, for the last like I mean,
0: yeah,
1: for the last like couple weeks, like I've crammed in a lot over the last few weeks. Uh, I have watched the original trilogy, the prequels, and episode seven. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a season and a half into The Mandalorian. And I'm planning to catch up before season three premieres on Wednesday, including the episodes from Boba Fett. Uh, and then I'm going to start the Clone Wars animated yeah. series. So uh, that's basically what most of my time has been taken up with uh, lately. Um,
0: Star Wars episode is coming soon.
1: Coming soon. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I've been... Um, someone got me a really lovely christmas present uh with the uh nintendo switch kirby game so i've been trying to 100 percent that which is taking longer than i thought it would <laughs> shout, out, shout out the completionists shout out completionists uh but it's very cute and i've been having a good time with it when i have yeah. some downtime so
0: um cool uh i've been what are you reading what are you, what are you reading?
1: um well currently on my list is the second parable book hell yeah um, it's on my list too and I just picked up a book uh, last weekend um, at the bookstore we went to that I'm blanking on the name of, but it's an a office drama in space. So I don't remember the name. Of I it. don't remember the name of it either, but it seems really interesting. And I've been—I read the first two pages, so I can't really comment on it just yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I'm watching. I just finished uh, Pachinko. It's an Apple TV show. It's based on a book by I don't remember the author, author's name. um, uh minjin lee uh who is really cool i follow uh them on twitter and they are just really smart they went to yale and like study korean history um but the show is really good it's like a korean japanese uh it's like an international drama um that goes back and forth between the perspectives of like this family um really good i didn't realize they were making a season two so i'm excited for that but i've just finished that uh we've been watching um dimension 20s never after oh, yeah. uh, which i just found out is gonna be 20 episodes mm-hmm. it's a long season. which is crazy i mean i'm not complaining but like it's long we'll cover that even well yeah we'll do a look back All um right. and we've been watching the last of us uh of course i'm reading i'm making my way through uh bell hooks uh love trilogy i just finished communion i've got to read salvation which is on my list uh octavia butler's parable of the talents Mm -hmm. that you mentioned is also on my list um and i'm compiling a list of articles that i read for the month that i will post on my twitter in a thread um because there's like so fucking many of them (laughs) and they're all really good but um but yeah yeah cool yay that was our second episode amazing Um, yeah thanks for Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you guys have any questions for us or want to suggest topics for us to talk about, um, you can email us at Pod at gmail.com. That is uh, Pod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Instagram at um, honestlytrulypod. Appreciate everybody who is following the page. Yeah. We're going to post more stuff um, soon. Um, it's been a blast. And uh, honestly, truly, if you... If you need a truck or a, a baby to cuddle in the apocalypse, you, know, you, know, where to find you us. know where to find us. We'll see you guys next
1: time. Bye. know who dj McHale is like i literally don't know anything about him um i remember when i was a kid i thought he was a woman because i remember my mom telling me that jk rowling wrote under the name jk rowling because she didn't want people to not read harry potter because it was a female name so i was like oh my god so i just thought everybody with initials was was a woman woman.